Hi guys and welcome back to episode 22 of the In The Hub podcast, brought to you by Playbox Technology UK. On this week's episode, we speak to Petra Oblak, co-CEO of Vision 247, life coach and mentor. Petra has been at the forefront of the broadcasting technology industry since 1988, founding a number of internationally successful broadcasting companies. Currently, Petra is managing Vision 247's OTT platforms and working with content providers to help with the monetization of their content. She's also channeling her experience and expertise into life coaching and mentoring for corporations or individuals undergoing change. So good morning, Petra. Welcome to the In The Hub podcast. How are you today? Good morning, Neil. Thank you for having me. I'm great. Thank you. Um, so we'll just get straight into the questions then, if that's okay with you, Petra. Yes, sure. Awesome. So Petra, how did you get started in the broadcasting and media industry? Well, you're looking back probably 25 to 30 years. <laughs> well, I've always really had a drive for business. Um, and I was really... Um, it was really an uh, entrepreneurial ambition that encouraged me to um, come to London in the first place. I, I was born in Slovenia, at the time old Yugoslavia. And, you know, for me, England was this land of endless opportunities. Um, and within two years of arriving in London, I co-founded my first company, Connection Exports. And I believe that was around 1988, 1989, somewhere around there. And in in, in fact, that I ended up in broadcasting and technology sector was really just a business decision. Uh, It wasn't because I had some specific um, background on broadcasting. It was really based on opportunities and contacts that I and my business partner had at that time. So it, it, it was more a case of you just kind of found yourself in the broadcasting industry and it kind of went through from there. Yes, absolutely. We've, as I said, I came from old Yugoslavia and yeah. at the time that combined uh, seven different regions and every region had a national broadcaster. And over the years, you know, the private market came through and this is where we saw an opportunity for, um, you know, being part of broadcasting. Yeah. And it's interesting hearing a, a, an outsider's kind of perspective on London as well as being kind of a, a land of opportunity as well. Because um, you tend to kind of forget that when, when you're born within the UK and you, you you know live within the UK. You know, that, I, I, I mean, I'll never forget, you know, coming to London, it was just like, oh my God, the country, the things that there were made so difficult in old Yugoslavia. I've, it, when I was back home, I wanted to have my own business, right? And there were just a list of requirements, you know, to start a business, you know, on the training, on the paperwork and all. They just made it very hard for you to build something. And I always had the surge, I got, I got to do something. I, I want to do it outside that um, socialist environment. You know, I felt completely strangled working uh, in my company. Uh, I, not my company, in a company in Yugoslavia, it was called Iskra, yeah, telecommunication company. Um, you know, working whatever it was, seven till three every day or four. Um, and it was that urge, you know, that really drove me to, to come to London, yes. Yeah, well, that's a really interesting start, Petra. Um, and, and just branching off that a little bit, you know, could you kind of paint a picture for us of the nature of the broadcast industry um, when you kind of founded your first broadcasting company? 
You know, the nature of the broadcasting was completely different at that time. Um, I We've mainly worked with broadcasters in former Yugoslavia. You, you're talking classical broadcasting, shipping boxes, you know, <laughs> monitors. <laughs> you know, there was no computer in the broadcasting um, sector at that time. So when I've actually um, founded my first company, it was called Connection Exports. That really was a system integration provider, you know, for broadcasters. And as part of that, we became a, um, a representative, a distributor for a number of other broadcasters, and such as Panasonic Broadcast, uh, Matrox, if you remember, Fora, you know, those were the brands at a time, Sony Broadcast. And, and as I said, at the beginning, majority of our business was in with broadcasters and production companies in former Yugoslavia. And we must have installed over 40 regional TV stations just in that region alone. But, you know, we've expanded business very rapidly um, into different markets. And, you know, we've very soon expanded activities into Africa, Eastern Europe, Middle East, and really probably successfully completed over 150 large broadcast projects worldwide. Um, and, and, and that's what the broadcasting for me at that time was, you know, building TV stations, you know, TV centers. Uh, one of the first one we built was Abu Dhabi News Center. Um, stations in Nigeria, Georgia, you know, or, or even just simply equipment supply to countries like India um, and so on, yeah. You know, how difficult was it for a TV station or a channel to kind of get up and running at that point? You know, at that time, things might have been even easier to some extent because there was kind of box set for a, a, a TV channel. Not much was changing at that time, you know. It was as it was. But so I wouldn't think it was difficult to get a TV channel up and running, especially a small setup. Providing they had a staff willing to be trained um, and that they had sufficient time allowing for installation, testing and training. And, you know, I found over the years that, you know, somebody makes a decision today, I want to have a TV channel. And then they come to you and say, I want to launch tomorrow. <laughs> so if there is a challenge is customer expectation yes, of how got fast, to be managed, yeah, they want yeah. that implementation. And also, you know, different on the countries, we were always very international um, uh, company, had, had uh, a wide range of international customers. So again, depending on the country, you know, some countries would be more challenging to work in than others. And I traveled extensively during this period of time, Eastern Europe, States, Middle East, you know, countries like Macedonia, Yugoslavia, after the war, yeah. My work took me to Iraq in 2004, uh, I think it was. Um, that's where we installed the first private TV station in Baghdad. Um, and that was super challenging in the midset of the of, of war. Uh, and I traveled there with Don Ash at the time he was um, head of our system integration at Honor Systems. Um, he moved on to, 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 to found Honor uh, Playbox 
and we stayed friends and and and, and worked together for a number of years um, after that. And you know, we traveled to Baghdad. There was not even a commercial flights at the time. We had to take a small special plane of 10 people that had to land a spiral land because of all the bombing and you know we were very lucky on the ground we had an engineer called David Isaac who picked us up and when he picked us up everybody from the airplane and some other people I mean the airport was like a middle of the desert it was like completely deserted yeah, of course, yeah. and he picked us up and we were the only ones not having received the life jackets and me and Dora looking at him and said why aren't we having a life jacket she said well because you don't want to cause um you know you don't want to be seen that you're somebody different so we're just going to go in the car and we're going to drive very fast and and you know he even put us in a different hotel to where all the press was staying because he said, that's where it's most dangerous, where everybody oh else is. So we were only there for two, two, two nights. And, yeah, yeah. you know, it was just great to be part of building up this TV station to allow the right information to go out to people. It was, you know, history changing, you know. So th these are like the highlights that gives you those pleasures in the broadcasting you yeah. know that you do help people through broadcasting it just yeah it sounds like even though obviously um, that being your kind of first uh move into the industry it sounds like there are already some unforgettable experiences being made absolutely how did the business grow from your kind of first system integration company to, to where it is today oh wow you know the well the, i think the system integration was the foundation of all my businesses for many, many years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the business took a fundamental turn in early 90s with digital editing system entering broadcasting. And that was a major milestone in broadcasting and also for us in our organization, you know? Um, and I think the main success always with my businesses was the understanding of customer demand and then having that knowledge of what it's coming next yes, or the yeah. knowledge of technology. So I was very lucky to work with people within the industry, within my company, like Matt uh, Widmar, who was a real visionary always and knew what would be coming next. Yes, yes? yeah. That's the kind of people and, you need, isn't it? Um, you know, and the, the change from really a just integrator or you know, distributor, really the biggest change happened, as I said, in the early 90s, we've launched our first server, right? Um, there was, you know, we were not reselling it anymore. We we start building, manufacturing our stuff. So we've had this first, I'll, I'll never forget, Alpha 63 server, yeah? We called it yeah. X server. It was like the first, I think, 60 was it 63 yeah first 63 megabits so it was a yeah, big yeah. thing at a time yeah oh, i can imagine yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm just picturing this huge, yeah yes know. and we were attending yeah. ibc and montreux you know i i remember even our first advert uh, as a company was because of this new x server that we've built and we had its advert with david bowie Blimey. and the picture of the x server 
you know, I don't know why combination, but, you know, that's what it was. But it was a big milestone for us and it, it was fun. And actually our first customer, and again, I never forget, was actually the South African Interpol bought three of those servers. So this is also, you see, with the technology, you know, we were always called broadcaster, but the market was always also slightly outside that box. And, and you know, and now we are suddenly becoming a company that actually owned products. We had our own brand and that started to make a huge difference, you know, just open new opportunities and gave us real advantage over competitors. And, you know, suddenly we are among leading drivers within the industry. Yeah, we actually won a um, technology award uh, for streaming network installation in Bombay um, around that time as well. So it was just, sometimes I think it was when you let the change take you on, when you embrace the changes, and if you've got the knowledge, it just happens for you, isn't it? You let the you let the change to drive you to the success. I think that's a brilliant sentiment, Petra. And I, I, as you were saying, kind of earlier, it's kind of like a fine line between obviously knowing what your customers want now, knowing what the demand is like now, and having these people like the visionaries on the team that can predict what's coming and uh, and action that as well. Yeah, and and you know, so then now we've got servers. Um, and then the next big thing, it's nonlinear system editing. You know, that I'll never forget. It's suddenly, you know, you're talking to traditional broadcasters for years and years, you know, the engineers who were in the industry for 40, 50 years. And then suddenly they've got this non editing system <laughs> and it's like, we don't want it. We do not trust computers. We don't want that. You know, there was a huge resistance actually to think about it, though we always embrace the change positively. The, the, the older traditional um, state broadcasters, yeah? That mm. takes years, it took years to, to change, yeah? yeah. Mm. Uh, just the attitude and, and, and also, you know, the, the, the word in broadcasting always was if it works don't fix it <laughs> yeah. so why would we want an nonlinear system everything works perfectly <laughs> and you know and again we've we went on with time and we've built the first nonlinear editing system at the time it was called division and you know it was it allowed the file to be captured on computer disk and you know it was a fantastic new thing that happened right and we were again right there with the system you know traveling to shows like IBC Montreux showing our non-linear system and you know selling it as part of the integration either the whole tv station or just as a product to to a client yeah um but you know again the changes were always there. And then I think we've hit a new millennium and more technology development uh, changes um, that affected the business. And then um, at that point, we've actually rebranded our business from old collection exports, which was really just equipment provider, distributor, integrator. We rebranded to, uh, we founded actually a new company called On Air Systems uh, and start developing our 
own products and, and software for customers. So having gone through the changes on hardware and, and starting hardware development, we now say, you know what, we've got to get into software development. Yeah. So I know we've, we've obviously been talking a lot about change and um, obviously, well, we can see for ourselves, can't we, the immense benefits that it's had for our industry. Um, but, you know, is change always a good thing in our industry or are there any kind of drawbacks that you can think of? You know, I think changing technology it's always brings new challenges. Yeah. But in my experience, though, on first sight can take to you know, could look like a threat to the business model. Um, important thing for businesses to grasp new technologies that provide most cost-effective and better quality service to a customer, right? Yeah. Um, and the challenge I really enjoyed and the key element of change was the work with the staff to ensure they are supported. So I would say change, it, it, it's, it's always, yes, I, I, I would embrace it, absolutely. And, you know, also just the change that we went through with, for example, owning technology and then utilizing that to provide services to a customer. You know, it's sometimes the change is inevitable. And, and you know, I really enjoyed play out services and working directly with customer on a daily basis on building that long term relationship and it's different to integrate a, a TV station, right? Yes. And you hand over the station or you provide equipment, you sell equipment, yes? There is a different element to when you use your technology to provide the service. And it's that part that I really enjoyed working in service sector, bringing international content to the UK, enjoying day-to-day -day channel playout operation, um, you know, just different and much more enjoyable for me. 100%, yeah, I can see that. I think, yeah, it's, um, as you said, you know, you can't stop people innovating. Um, it always needs to be happening, even if it's kind of really peripheral vision, you know, right outside. But it's, yeah, I think it's something that, that obviously needs to happen and it, yeah, should continue. So, what what can happen if you're too reluctant to change in broadcasting? You know, have you, have you seen any kind of firsthand uh, yourself? Well, I don't think the business could survive unless it yeah. embraces the changes. Um, and I think this would apply to any business. Uh, but particularly in broadcasting, um, would actually apply to both a broadcast service provider or broadcast equipment provider as much as a broadcaster itself. You know, it just have to change with time. And, you know, if you wish to keep going, even if you don't like the change, you're forced into it. There, I just don't think it's any other way. Yeah. And if I look at my history of business, every change, as I said, though might be, you know, might look challenging, it always at the end brought a good outcome and business developed change the course uh, grow it's yeah and in that sense i think time is a, a really valuable resource isn't it to see how these technologies can progress and how can they eventually fit in because like you said now looking back now to those the, the huge servers and, and everything like that and how uh technology has progressed from there it's really crazy to look back sometimes 
it's crazy if, if you know and i don't think you can ever even single out one change throughout yeah. the broadcast you know um if i look back for example how it was all changing you know you've had probably the, the biggest initial change was going from black and white to color tv right of course yeah um, huge. then you've got uh this computer i mean i still remember black and white movies uh, at a time and you've got into color uh, then obviously i remember working in the industry when computer entered broadcasting and yes. you know how that controlled the tape machine and allowing all this multi-channel broadcast and yeah. um, and then i think probably the next big change was the tape to file change yes. you know yeah. when we abandoned the tapes and we suddenly used files you would hardly see any tape machines in the facilities anymore uh but then the latest and probably one that i would select as a biggest change i think it would be streaming 100% yeah i was going to ask what what you can you sum up one single change that you think has has had the most impact has been the most beneficial but yeah, yeah i would probably streaming i completely agree i would probably pick up streaming yeah that yeah. just you know and, and as i said it's usually the last thing that happens to you right so when yes, i was yeah. at the point of you know computer it's like you would have think nothing else can probably change this is such a huge <laughs> change yeah. right this is such a huge contribution what else can possibly you know so now it's streaming you know god knows what's going to be in 10 or 15 years but oh, no. so far yeah streaming so it's, it's almost scary in a way but it's it's too exciting as well that's the problem it is isn't it it's like yeah. every change it's scary but it's equally uh exciting you 100%. know 100% completely agree yeah. i think yeah so in terms of OTT, and I know you've obviously dabbled in this, um, you know, how has the rise of OTT been progressing, especially during the pandemic as well, with lots of people at home? You know, obviously it's been, pandemic overall has been just horrible, and, you know, terrible experience. Um, but, you know, we all have to keep going. And, you know, at Vision, as always, continues to innovate its product line and services you know, especially in order to facilitate this growing online demand. So uh, we've back in April or March made a decision to launch a new global OTT platform. And in September we did. And, you know, it's it's called One Hub TV. Um, we're using in-house technology, our own extreme streaming solution. Um, and again, you know, it was one of those decisions, you know, market is there requiring this and um, demand is there and we have in-house technology so you know it just makes sense um so platform gives content owners really opportunity to reach global audience um and offer content via subscription uh, but we also manage uh, a vision tv ott platform this is an older platform it's been around for about seven years um, in addition to being an a OTT platform, it's also available on Freeview OTT, you know, but I can see um, a huge um, jump in, 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 in streaming um, services in, in, in past year. All, all our streaming services have seen massive jump in viewership and, you know, some 
I keep doubling every month now. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, yeah, and that would be either our platforms. Uh, One Hub TV, it's, it's new, but Vision TV, you know, been around for a long time. Mm. Yeah, simply doubling. And also, we provide, obviously, streaming services to other broadcasters, to other content owners. It's just really huge increase. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I think OTT itself was on a... A pretty good proje- uh, trajectory anyway wasn't it before obviously coronavirus yeah. and the pandemic and then obviously we got hit with this this you know really terrible pandemic and it's yeah. a lot of people at home consuming a lot of content you know i think that about four four five years ago we all knew that the traditional satellite distribution is going to move over to to to, to, to internet yeah yeah, but yeah. I think we were all saying, mm, yeah, we've got another four or five years run. That actually turned into two and a half years. Uh, and I think that it's just, yeah, and it just it happened really fast. And, you know, uh, and this is where it is important for a broadcaster to follow that trend. And, you know, a number of my customers move, not moved, added streaming to their traditional satellite distribution yeah so they would then have streaming available though that there was not so much viewership there but they were there when it quickly turned around while some broadcasters who were too much in traditional broadcast really got into trouble because you know it does take time to set up the services and you know to adjust to the for years to adjust to your changes in your channel so um, yeah, and, uh, Petra, I think just to kind of wrap up then, um, this is a question we ask at the end of every podcast. And it's just if you could sum it up in one word, what do you envision for the future of the broadcasting industry? I'll try to sum it in one word. Let me think. But, uh, you know, seeing the changes happening, seeing where we are today, I believe that it's going to be, and I think we are to some extent already getting there right but i think the merger of fintech mm-hmm. television social media e-commerce wallet yeah merger of all these platforms yeah all in one so if i used a one word would it be uni well, maybe two words unified platform or all in one or merge unification yeah, you know, yeah. Make, yeah, really, you know, the merger of all those platforms, they will have to come in one form. I think, yeah, uh, uh, fundamentally as well, it's going to be the whole connected TV type thing, isn't it? And having Absolutely. all these different platforms Absolutely. that you can reach viewers on. And that's just the way the way we consume content now, isn't it? Absolutely. It's just simply yes. evolved. And I think that's what, again, it's, you know, I think that people always seek for something better. Yeah, that's our human nature. We always want something better. And as technology is evolving, that's something better. It's faster available because technology is there to accommodate there. So yeah, I think probably unified platforms where you can just get it, fintech, TV, social media, e-commerce all in one and that's where we're going to be yeah completely agree at some stage in future yeah and it's going to benefit us as consumers as well isn't it it's makes something it makes everything easier um, more accessible absolutely absolutely yeah because you know we're moving you know everything moves very fast nowadays there is 
so much of information, so much of everything. And again, yes, consumers will always drive and, you know, um, technology giants, you know, they will accommodate and give all of that experience to end user. 100%. That's what we love about the industry as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, absolutely. So, Petra, moving over to, to, to you personally, is there anything exciting in the pipeline for you at the moment? You know, what are you up to now? Well, you know what? I've obviously been doing this for a very long time and I have a vast um, amount of experience. I love, you know, I, my, my within the industry, I loved always working with a with a client, with a TV channel. That was always my passion, you know, just building that long-term relationship uh, with a client, setting up new businesses. That's what I always, you know, that was my, and I think that's why I founded so many companies and then sold them and, you know, founded another one. Um, it's, it's just entrepreneurial spirit, isn't it? <laughs> and you can't shake it. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, and then when you're launching new services or you're launching new TV channel, you know, it's like, for me, it's something new. You know, so I'm excited and I'm good at it. Uh, But again, I do enjoy that human relationship, you know. Um, I probably wouldn't be happy sitting at the computer and, you know, doing something just with the computer all day, yeah. I, 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 I do like that. And, you know, I've worked with, obviously, run the businesses, you know, we've, I've run businesses with 10 to 120 people. And I always also enjoy that relationship with employees, you know. And I think that's also a big part going through the changes in broadcasting is, you know, you have to accommodate your team, right? You've got to support the team going through changes. It's hard for some and you know you suddenly bring in new technologies it's new trainings it's 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 hard so i enjoy um that mentoring part you know within my always jobs that i had which was either a ceo commercial director hr director at some stage and or ceo at the moment and i'm seeing myself in the future more entering to mentoring coaching side of the service um, within the corporate business, not necessarily, obviously my experience is wholly within the broadcasting, um, but really within the broadcasting or any other business in supporting maybe businesses going through change, supporting employees going through change, um, because I lived through so many. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you know, yeah. And I have that experience and, and knowledge. so. That is something I'd really like to move on to at some stage. Yeah, because so I, I think, like you said, you're really well placed to be able to advise, uh, you know, different corporations, companies on on this kind of thing because you, you've been through it yourself. Um, you know, you know the knock on effects. You know what happens. Yes. Um, yeah, completely agree. So, how can anyone get in touch with you if they're interested in, in anything you're up to at the moment? Uh, well, obviously, I'm on LinkedIn. That's the the easy. Uh, then I, uh, of course, um, I. I, I manage, uh, I, I've actually within Vision 24-7 managed One Hub TV and Vision TV or OTT platforms. So either through Vision 24-7 on those two platforms. So on, on, on there, I mainly work with content providers who want to, to come on the platform to, to monetize their content. Um, and then, uh, yes, and 
I am in the process of in future setting up um, the coaching and, and mentoring, but you know, anybody interested in that, as I said, LinkedIn is the best way for both, for, for, for the vision um, platforms or for consultancy or anything else. So Petra, that's absolutely everything. If there's anything else you wanted to add, please feel free. Um, no, just to say thank you. <laughs> No, brilliant. Thanks thanks so much for taking the time to come on. Yeah. It's been a, a really enlightening and it's great to hear about some of your stories and experiences. Yeah. Well, I could um, for another three, four, five hours. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do a uh, an extended uncut version yeah, as well. Because when I started yeah. thinking a little bit, I was like, I start yes. remembering all these stories and you're like, wow, yes, you know, yeah. have I really done that much? Have I really had such a huge experience? <laughs> Yeah, it's just it, it must be such a source of immense pride for you as well, being able to look back and, and obviously through the, the sheer amount of change you've been through. You know, it is um, really, and you know what? When you're looking back, you always remember the good stuff as well. Yes, you know? yeah. 100%. And I think that's important when you are going, if anybody would going through the changes now and it seems really hard, it is. But, yeah. you know, when you're looking back, almost, you know, every change, either you learned from it and you've done something different, you know, next time, or it, it, it really helped to move forward and, and impacted the business or person personally uh, in a positive way, you know? Um, so, you know, of course I had a share of a fair share of, of difficulties, but of course, you, know, yeah. you don't remember those anymore. You remember successes, don't you? <laughs> yeah 100 percent. that's the way it should be <laughs> i think that's a great note to end on then petra so thanks so much for, for taking the time and coming on it's been great to speak thank you, thank you.